Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Best friends forever. Hour number two, Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That's Frank Stamfel. I'm Greg Sussman, and joining us as he does each and every day in hour number two, it's the closer, Chris Venture. What's up, Chris? Yep, what up? Here to close it out in hour number two, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. As my name suggests. There you go. And we ended hour number one trying to break down Stanton, Harper, and Judge. How do you have those three outfielders ranked? So right now I have I have Harper ahead of both of them. Oh, so he agrees with you. Yeah. I have it Judge sucker, Harper. Sucker I have, for upside. You know that. I have it Judge Har- I have it Judge Harper Stanton. Judge Harper Stanton. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Judge I mean, my, could, my, my my logic's the more normal one, I guess. Yeah. Well, how does It's uh, the more Yankee fan one. Is it? <laughs> it's the average draft <laughs> position one. It has nothing to do with being Yankee fan. I have Stanton less than that. Yeah. I mean, listen, uh, Judge, I think Judge and Harper should be ahead of Stanton, though. We agree. I would say that. Yeah, we, sure. to- we totally agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, Judge or Harper, you know, you could interchange those. Okay. I think they're both, you know, the upside's crazy for both of them. So then let's get to the next tier, if you will. I have one other player in this tier, actually. Charlie Blackman? Yes, I do. Okay, so Charlie Blackman's not in the next tier. It's in this tier. Okay. I like him in this tier, too. No, yeah, but I, I think in terms of ADP, he is actually that's in the next kinda tier. How, that's kind of how yeah. I was saying it. But you have Charlie Blackman's ADP right now is 25th in the NFBC over the last week and a half. Mm -hmm. Frank believes he should be, you both believe, I should say, that he should be in that Stanton, Judge, Harper tier. Yeah, he's like right at the end of that, yeah. And I agree with both of you completely because he's another one of these guys, and I said it in the intro, that you're you're getting in the second round Mm -hmm. or in a 12-team league of a 2-3 turn it has the ability to finish as a first-round pick. But, Chris, if you look at Charlie Blackman, many people think of Charlie Blackman. He's not the same guy that he used to be. And I think that's why he's continued to drop over the past really Steals, couple of years. Steals. Right. That's not him anymore. Mm-hmm. Why do you believe he's he should be? not a zero there. He's not a zero. Not no, a no, zero. No, of course, it's like 12 to 15. It's not 30. He had 43 one year. That's, that was crazy. It's not that anymore. But that's what you, you got. Seriously, if you plan your draft beforehand, if you're playing in a roto draft. If Frank should keep harping on this. You have to, if you don't plan on taking an Adalberto Mondesi or a Malik Smith or a D. Gordon or a Billy Hamilton at in some Roto point leagues. in your draft, you just have to chip away. You have to keep chipping away. It, ha- you ha- it has to be so conscious you a bunch in your of mind. Guys, you but- have to have, like, everyone on your team has to be 10 to 15 or right. at least 8 to 10. I was going to say, you're going to get a bunch of 10 to 15 that's, that's guys. That's kind of like what I'm, I'm building right now. Like, Jose Ramirez on my team is going to give me hopefully 20 to 25. Yeah. Bryce Harper is going to give me 10 to 12, hopefully. Mitch Haniger, 8 to 10. Labor Torres, 8 to 10. The only person I drafted so far who I'm basically expecting a zero is Jesus Aguilar. Yeah. And I wanted his, his power potential. Yeah. With, with the counting stats in, uh, in Miller Park in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was like the last of that first solid team. tier of first baseman. So mm-hmm. I wanted to get him on my team. But seriously, like, if you don't plan on taking a Mondesi, Billy Hamilton, Malik Smith, or D. Gordon, you just got to chip away. It seems like, you know, at least. You know, every other hitter pick you take has to be 
you know, 10 to 15, or you got to get a Tim Anderson somewhere that's, you know, 20 to 25, or you got to get in a Meta Rosario that's 20 to 20, like a Peraza. You have to be conscious of these things. Yeah. So I'm going to keep harping on that. And that's basically where I think, uh, I think Blackman's going to be again. It's 12 to 15. What about in point? That's Roto, right? So yeah. it, look, you're talking about in points leagues, volume is king. You want guys who are going to hit at the top of the lineup, who are going to play every single day, that you don't have splits concerns about. Yeah, consistency. And, and that's Charlie Blackman, too. Yeah. You know he's going to play every single day. He's leading off for arguably the best lineup in baseball with the best home ballpark in baseball. And because their lineup is so good and they turn out so many runs, he gets more at-bats. So the volume is there. Like He's great regardless of format, yeah. in my opinion. I think what people worry about and why you see him going is, to me, there were a few warning signs last year in terms of a few more swinging strikes, hitting the ball on the ground a little bit more. He's 32 years old. Everyone wants to be, you know, one year early instead of one year late. So I don't think this is a decline guy, though. I, I agree with the you. The average shot 40 points. Like, I think, look, he's going to, okay. he, he'll, I think he's going to drop a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be to the point where he doesn't return second round value. Yeah. My, my projection for him is 290, 27 home runs. 100 runs scored, 75 RBI. Yeah, you want the RBI higher, but he's a leadoff hitter. Right. 12 stolen bases. That's a second-round player. Scored? 100. He's going to have more than that. He's, yeah, and Exactly. Like, this is a conservative projection. Even if, you, even if everything comes down a little bit, you have to think about this. The last three seasons, he's had at least 111 runs scored and 29 home runs in each season. Yeah. So I think that he's at least still a lock for, you know, maybe it's not 29, 30 home runs, but 26, 27 home runs. He's going to give you 100 runs scored. And again, he's going to be 12 to 15 stolen bases, and he's going to give you a good batting average. And he even has the upside of even hitting 35 homes. I mean, he can do that. He's hit 37. Yeah, I mean, if he has like some kind of random like renaissance season. Or if he just has, even if he has a month where he's just field. tearing the, the, the baseball, that could be the difference between 28 homers and 35 homers. I think people would be surprised when you look at Charlie Blackman's line from last year, and they see, holy crap, 119 runs. Ridiculous, holy crap. yeah. 29 home That's runs. That's a lot, dude. 111 runs scored in three straight seasons. It's yeah. very impressive. I think the problem is, I know you just harped on it, the Jose, getting Jose Peraza later or somebody that has some speed later, but this dude is not a 30 home, thirty steal guy. No. He's not a 20 steal guy. No, He's no, a 12 no. to 15 stolen base yeah. guy at this point. That's it. That's, That's it. it. He, he, Realistic he, expectations. A lot of the, you'll see a lot of players do this where they, they steal 40, 30 bases when they're younger. Now, and he didn't have the power when he was younger. He was hitting 19, sure. 17 homers. Now he's gained a lot more power and, and lost the speed. This happens to a lot of guys that get older. So you're not really substituting the power for the speed because he stole 40 at one point. Now he's stealing like 12 and 15. But you are getting something in return by him adding power to his the repertoire. Reason, the reason that I question if he should be in that tier or not is with a player that you hate, Frank. And that's Andrew Benintendi. Because Andrew Benintendi, over his two seasons in the major leagues, has 20 stolen bases in each one. So that, at this point, is more than Charlie Blackman. Blackman last year had the 29 home runs. Obviously, Benintendi struggled. That's part went down from 20 to 16. Many people believe that Benintendi can go back up in the home run yeah. department and could, has the ability to potentially get you 25 home runs and 20 steals. You get that, you're like, wait a minute. Why wouldn't I take this guy over a potential Charlie Blackman? Because he also has the ability to have 100 runs scored like yeah. Blackman does. He, have an average around where Blackman is. Strikes out a little bit less than RBIs. Blackman does. More RBIs, potentially. Walks more. Boston's a good spot to hit in. Not like Coors, but Boston's a good spot to hit in. Frankie, you don't like Andrew Benintendi, yet you still are very much in on Charlie Blackman. How come? 
It's a good question. Look, with Blackman, it's he's he's done it three years in a row in terms of the runs, right? Like stolen bases have gone down three years. 100, in a row. 111 runs. Yeah, I, I realize that. And you know, look, you do want to try and get the stolen the stolen bases, but Blackman, I mean, uh, Benintendi has been 20 and 21 the past two years. It's not like he's 30. Like he's yeah, he's gonna get you know he might get 15. Seven. He might get you know he's gonna have seven eight more than Blackman. Okay, I think Blackman is still safer in terms of batting average too. Because Benintendi, yeah, he was 290 last year. The year before that, he was 271. And he still struggles against left-handed pitching. Benintendi in his career sucks against left-handed pitching. Looking at this right now, Benintendi is, has a 234 career batting average with a 641 OPS against lefties in his career. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's going to struggle against lefties. Yes, he's going to lead off for this lineup. I think the runs could be similar. Um, you know, he had 87 runs scored last year, but that was with him batting second in the lineup. For the Red Sox, now he's going to move to leadoff. So I think the RBIs come down a little bit. Probably similar to whatever, you know, Charlie Blackman's going to be 75, maybe 80. Uh, and Blackman's safer for home runs, too. Benintendi's been 20 and 16. The only way, and, you know, I actually put a poll out before the show, you know, which second round outfielder, I saw that. second, third round outfielder do you want? Benintendi's uh, leading. Benintendi's leading the poll. Yeah, by a little bit. 31%. By very little. He's yeah. ahead of Blackman, he's ahead of Marte, he's ahead of Juan Soto. So people are buying that the power is going to come. If you buy that he's going to project and move forward and, and become a 25, you know, maybe upper 20s home run guy, then yeah, you're in the camp that wants to take him in the second round. Maybe you want to take him ahead of uh, Charlie Blackman. Me, I, don't, I know that he's still young, but based on his hard hit rate, it was down last year, it was below 30%. I can't really project him to take the next step yet. Mm-hmm. So now you would think I would... I want to hear you on the Benintendi, right? Who are you on? He's young. Come on. He's He's young. young. Come on. He's got upside. He's got the upside. The Red Sox. But I'm going to go Blackman. How come? Just a lot safer, I think, right now. Uh, I do think, I understand why people would draft Benintendi before him, though, because, like, I could see why, like, you're saying the lefty splits, he could easily improve on that. Like, he's 24 years old. I mean, you can't, you, you can't negate that. Like, he's growing as a player. He went from 271 to a 290 batting average. You know the guy could hit. Uh, I, I don't know. Stolen bases are a hard thing to predict. He could go, he could go from 20 stolen bases to, to 12 himself. I mean, it all depends on what, like how the system, how, where he's batting in the lineup, how well he's doing, uh, if he's getting caught stealing. Like, all that stuff matters. So I don't think he's a prolific base stealer by any means. He'll never reach 30. I think he's going to be around a 15 to 20 guy his whole career. But the question is the power. Will the power come? And I think it will. He had 41 doubles last year, right? Eventually, those are going to turn into power. As he gets older. But I think right now, Blackman is the safer pick. I would rather go Blackman. I think he's safe to the point where this could be, uh, uh, what you call it, Benintendi's ceiling is what Blackman did, you know, not last year, maybe two years ago. But Frank, you point, but Frank pointed out when, it comes, when you're trying to break down Judge versus Harper and you're, tr- or you're trying to break down Judge versus Stanton or Stanton versus Harper, whatever, yeah. that those extra stolen bases matter. They ultimately matter when you're putting your team together. Mm. And you're right. Twenty stolen, Maybe it's 20 stolen base guy for the next couple of years and then go down to 15, down to 12, kind of like right. Blackman has. You're right. And maybe what Blackman Benintendi does... Benintendi is safer for stolen bases than Blackman. Right now, There's no yeah. doubt about he it. Is. Right now, yeah, he yeah. is. And if you think that Benintendi can increase those home runs up to around 25, then you should take Benintendi. Yeah. Uh, you don't. And that's exactly and that, right. That's you the don't, case. that's fine. That's the case for Andrew Benintendi. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. And, and that's fine. And if people that trust that, like... You know, me personally, I think he might be closer to like a 275, 280 hitter. Blackman, his, he's consistently around 300. Oh, so he, the batting he, average matters too. Yeah, he could bet 330. 
I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, if I mean, he had three, three, three thirty once. That, that's like on the higher it's, end of things. He's right. career, over what, his career, right? Would it surprise 20, you one bit if he hit three ten or three fifteen this year? It would. Blackman. It kind of would. It would. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it would surprise. It wouldn't me. surprise. 2014, 288. 2015, 287. Then three twenty four, three thirty one, and then back down to two ninety one. So he's a three hundred two career. To hitter. me, to me, I look at this dude. This is a two. I, I think he'll hit two ninety again. I really do. And I think, but he's a safer 290 than Benintendi. Oh, yeah. 1,000%. Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. 1,000%. Like that's his like, low. Well, what, is, what is Blackman's floor? Like, even, like, even if he starts to, like, really regret 280. 280? Sure. That's probably his floor. Sure. 280. Like, yeah. what's Benintendi's floor? 250. 260, maybe? 260? I'd say 260, 265, probably. So that's the difference. That's the difference. He hit 271. Which that was his lowest, uh, you know, maybe two seventy, maybe so, two seventy is his. But his again, floor. and you and you accuse yourself of this, right? Like, yep. he's a young guy. He was twenty three, yeah. twenty two, twenty three. Now he's twenty four. Right. So it's yeah. like he's still but the thing, growing here. He's right. been in the league for three seasons already, though, with Benintendi. Well, like, like this thirty four games his first season. Okay, yeah, it was his so first like, full season. Okay. Two ninety five. He that. has two full seasons in the league. If you're buying the third year breakout, fine, that's you. But. I haven't seen, in terms of where I want to see him improve, getting better against lefties. Now, Venture's saying he could get better against lefties, and he definitely could. But over his two full seasons, he hasn't. <laughs> hey, Rune and Odor is actually not older. as bad He's against lefties the... as people think. He, just, he hasn't showed it. He had, you know, his ability to to make optimal contact, hit the ball hard. And he hasn't improved on that. And that's the thing hit I want to mention again. Hit, right? hit against lefties. He hasn't, like, he hasn't this, improved. This is what I want to mention again. Is the hard hit rate for Andrew Benintendi. I know I've been fighting for Benintendi here. What is it? 28%. That's low. Way the average was 35. That was the huge issue. He has to hit the ball harder. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah, no, I agree in a, with that. In an era where everyone is ripping the ball. Home run, home run to fly ball ratio under it, 10%. Benny right. biceps. Back but in how gym, often bro. do you see a guy go from, you know, 28% to, you know, 38% the next year? Like, you see that happen. 10% jump. 10% jump is a lot. That is a lot. It'd be pretty yeah. high. But you, you can expect some sort of progression with this kid. I mean, 23 years old to hit 290 in the MLB, that's nothing to sneeze at. Frank, what outfielders do you have ahead of Andrew Benintendi in between Charlie Blackman? Um, <laughs> he starts laughing. <laughs> I, I have I have Starling Marte and Juan Soto. Let's get into Starling Marte then. Starling oh, Marte, that's my boy right there. Starling Marte was paired with Christian Yelich. We just said in your great fantasy baseball invitational. Yes. All right. So Starling Marte is he's not spring chicken anymore either. He's thirty. Yeah. He, he's now thirty years old. Starling Marte always gets drafted around here, seemingly every year, because of his ability to steal. Uh, 41 steals in 2013, 30 in 2014, 30 in 2015, 47 47. in 2016. In just 77 games in 2017, 21. 145 games, 33 steals last year. He has consistently stolen around 30 bases. Yes, again, he's a year older. It was always the home runs, the power that you were scared off on. 13 home runs in 2014, 19 in 2015. That's when you thought the power was coming. Correct. And it disappeared. Nine in 2016, in 77 games, in 2017 he had seven, and then he was back up to 20 last year. I look at Sterling Marte, and I see a guy that's probably going to about 275 to 280 realistically, mm-hmm. that probably will steal around 30 bases because okay. that's just what he does, mm-hmm. right? He's a 286 career hitter, so... 275, 277 last yeah, two years. Yeah, I know, you're looking at the past so two be years, but 2017, he was hurt. He played hurt. Definitely. I mean, 77 games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he, and he also, I think he got suspended. Yeah, he got year. suspended. That's what happened. He got suspended that year. So, I mean, yeah. look, hurt his, and suspended. his 2017 yeah. was a mess. 2016, he hit 311. Okay. So that's like the higher end what, of... But what, like, but what, what, what do steroids contribute to? Yeah, he... he, he just, I just want to say, what do steroids contribute to? I don't want to say yeah, just yeah. power, but even the eye, right? I don't know what he was taking. 
but he might have taken the Adderall. But the power came focused. back after the steroids. It did. Yeah. 20 home runs. 20 bombs last year. Yeah. 20 bombs last high. year. 80 runs scored, 70 RBI. So he's not a complete, like, nothing in power. Nope. No, uh, you know, I wouldn't project him for 20, 20 home runs. I think he's more of like a 15, 15. probably like 16 to 18. Okay. Probably, I, he's like Trey Turner light. You know, Trey Turner is going to give you close to 20 home runs. The difference between him and Trey Turner is the Turner is going to give you, he's going to walk more. Right. And he's, I mean, Turner has the ability, to, he's going to give you 40 stolen bases. That's his for, in my opinion, if he stays healthy. Yeah, he's but still he has the ability to steal 50. You know, he has the ability to steal 60. That's Trey Turner. I also think Trey Turner could hit 25 homers. But, you know, with Starling Marte, the con- the stole- stolen base conversion ratio was not great last year. I mean, he was 33. He was caught stealing 14 times. He always times. is like that. But he, he ran 47 times. Clint Hurdle's going to keep sending them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, what else? How else are they going to generate offense in the Pittsburgh sure. lineup? Like, he's he's at the center of everything. He's the star, one of the stars of that team. So, he's going to be the star yeah. of that team at this point. At this at, point. Yeah. This, this is, and, you know, maybe you guys could, could disagree. This is where... I, I pull him up over Benintendi because the stolen bases. To me, he's going to give... He's a he's, lock for 30. He's going to give close to 35, maybe 40, with as many as, you know, as many as he attempts. The runs, RBIs, maybe not as much. You know, the batting average and, and home runs, I don't think it's that far off either. We'll talk more about these guys. Juan Soto as well. Coming up next, Fat Success Runs Forever. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. Game time decisions. Fight it. Uh, it could have been worse. Yeah, I was a pissed off. Like they screwed me. They charged me fifty dollars for a bag, though, for a carry-on. Yeah, I hate that. Like I'm, I'm starting to hate Air Porter. Like I'm not, I'm not using it anymore. Like I don't mind Air Canada. I don't mind like Delta and United and stuff. But Porter, they're it's just they used to be a good airline. They're just jerks now. They're slow. They're rude. Everything's always delayed. Weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, great 
great discussion going on here. I think it needs to, right? I, I think it absolutely needs to. Because um, we're trying to figure out what to do with these outfielders. And Frank has Juan Soto and Starling Marte in between Charlie Blackman and Andrew Benatendi in his rankings. You can check those out uh, if you give him 5 to $10, depending on what you're comfortable with, uh, over on his Patreon. As we announced uh, earlier, we are no longer doing baseball over at Roto Experts. We are NFL 365. So if you're looking for baseball coverage, Frank's got his Patreon. Where can people find your baseball coverage, Chris? Not yet. <laughs> All right. But I will be doing a Patreon. Okay. Eventually. There you go. So Chris Ventura will have a Patreon coming out as well. And I'm quite sure if you direct message him and Venmo him, he'll probably give you his rankings. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Hook him up with a Fortnite season pass. There you go. Uh, I already got the free season pass. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Believe me, if you want Chris Ventura's rankings, he will get them to you. It's just a small price to pay. That's all it is. All right. So we were talking about Starling Marte during, during the break. Do you have Marte... In front or behind Benintendi? I know you have Blackman one out of those guys, like Frank does. You both have him actually in the other tier, at the end of the tier. You both have him in the other tier. Where is Starling Marte, just Marte, compared to Benintendi? I have Marte, like, right behind Benintendi. Behind right Benintendi. Now. Yeah. How come? Uh, upside, obviously, of Benintendi. Uh, I think he's going to hit for a higher average than Marte. He walks more. Uh, he does a lot more things that I like. The doubles. The bags are going to be on Mar- Marte's favor. I think that the power also of Benintendi is either going to be on par with Marte or better. Uh, I just think he's going to improve in all the categories that Marte, we know what he's going to do. And you know what I'm saying? You know what he is at this point at 30 years old. Even though he's had kind of an erratic career in terms of everything, pretty much. uh, Especially the power. But I just, I like Benintendi's upside a little bit more than Marte's. I like Marte as like a solid, safe play to draft after him. But if you want upside and you want a guy that could be your number one outfielder or a top 20 player, uh, I think Benintendi is a guy that could do that for you. So I think the reason that Frank, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, Frankie, but I think that one of the reasons you don't have Benintendi is because you don't think Benintendi could do what Venture is saying. You, you don't think he could has the ability to be that number one outfield or hit the, the 30 home runs that Chris thinks he could grow into. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Yep, that is fair. I will say this. I think Benintendi is better for points leagues because he walks more. Uh, he walks about 5% more. He make, mm-hmm. They both make a lot of contact. They both don't strike out all that much. Uh, but the plate discipline overall is better for Benintendi. And... You know, again, the volume, uh, he's going to hit at the top of the Red Sox lineup. He's going to see a few more uh, plate appearances at bats per game uh, than Starling Marte is just because, uh, look, the Red Sox lineup is better than the Pittsburgh Pirates. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. So in points leagues, uh, the volume, the plate discipline a little bit better. I would take Benintendi over Starling Marte for Roto, right? Just kind of putting them up against each other. The roster construction I think, thing, too. I think the batting average is similar for both. I think the... The stolen bases are the biggest difference. I think Starling Marte is like, you know, in that 35 range, that mid-30s. Maybe even has the upside to steal close to 40. If he uh, plays a full season, yeah. But, you know, the the home runs, uh, probably similar. Maybe slight edge to Benintendi. The runs for Benintendi. Uh, RBIs, probably for Benintendi as well. So, it's really the stolen bases. And, you know, I think the home runs and the batting average will be close. Mm. One so does the other guy that you have in this mix, Frank. And... Juan Soto, unbelievably enough, was 19 years old throughout last season. This year, he's going to be 20, obviously, throughout the next season. 116 games in the majors last year. He hit 22 home runs while batting 292. Struck out 20% of the time, but he walked 16% of the time. His eye is just ridiculous. Uh, batting average balls in play was 338. Throughout the minors, his batting average balls in play was always above 338. He, had, he started last year in single A. 
moved up to double A, played eight games, uh, moved up to a uh, high A ball, I should high say. A ball, yep. Moved up to double A for eight games. The Nationals said, F it, get to the majors now. And he stayed there all year. Obviously, it was supposed to be a short-term window. Didn't wind up happening. He stayed all year. And if Bryce Harper does leave Washington, as may expect, this is going to become the Trey Turner, Juan Soto show. Victor Robles as well. This is what the core of this team is going to be. Mm. They're going to count a lot from Juan Soto, despite being 20 years old. Every sign in there says this guy should be a phenom. You look at his hard hit percentage, 34.8%, right around league average last year. It's not great. The bad of ball data is not it's, great. But he's, he's a guy that he goes, he goes to all fields, Greg. He's a professional hitter. A number that, you're not, that you don't want to see, and again, this is bad ball data, ground ball, 53.7% of the time. That's a number you don't like. You, you don't want that. He has to improve on that number. Still the, 22 homers. Still in, 22 in a, homers. In 116 games. Home run to fly ball ratio is almost 25%. Not great. As Frank said, not great batted ball data. If you're looking for reasons of a potential sophomore slump in a way, well, maybe that home run fly ball ratio comes down 10% or so. Mm-hmm. Maybe the ground ball rate doesn't improve. Maybe the hard hit percentage doesn't improve. But the big thing Give is the walks. 79 walks in 116 games in 414 play passes. 16%. That's something that will not change. He has unbelievable plate discipline. He's going to have unbelievable plate discipline. It's that simple. And that's something you really got to like. And that'll help him from avoiding a major sophomore slump. Because he'll still give you points. In a point, he's still going to give you points by walking and getting on base and doing things like that. Scoring runs. I mean, he's just a dynamic player. Listen, when was the last time you saw a 19-year-old player that didn't have a great career? Who's the, especially King one, Felix? One that did this, man. Yeah. A 19 year old who did this. He had a historic 19 yeah. year old season. And I'm looking at the strikeout rate at 20%, Greg. And based on his plate discipline, he had a 7.6% swinging strike rate. Reminder league average swinging strike rate is, you know, 10%, right around there. And league average strikeout rate is around 20%. So one of these numbers is out of whack. His swinging strike rate was 7.6%, but his strikeout rate was at 20%. So that tells me that that's coming down. Like, this year, he's going to walk more than he's going to strike out. He walked 16% of the time as a 19-year-old. His chase rate was 22%. Insane. League average is like 30-31. He, like, doesn't swing at pitches outside the strike zone. He has legitimate, awesome plate, like, yeah. pitch recognition, plate recognition, knowing, like, what pitches are going to be on the plate yeah. as a 19-year-old. I mean, look... 292, 22 home runs in only 116 games, a 923 OPS. Again, as a, a 19 year old, a lot of you know, a lot of the uh, baseball podcasts and fantasy baseball podcasts I listen to talk about this guy like he is the next coming of Albert Pujols. In yeah. that ilk, in terms of you know being able to square up pitches, and I know you mentioned the 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 25 percent home run to fly ball ratio, Greg. At every level in the minor leagues, his home run to fly ball ratio was 20 percent or higher. Yeah. But what does that tell me when he's Hitting fly balls, he's squaring them up. Yeah. Like, he's, he's getting the best of these fly balls when he's hitting them. I will admit, the ground ball rate, it's kind of scary. I don't, you know, like, I can't defend it because, you know, I, I come up here and I tell, tell people I want to see, you know, more fly balls. I want to see line drives. I want to see a hard hit rate. The ground ball rate over 50%, I don't like that. But, but how many of those ground balls are hard hit ground balls? I mean, that's, look, a, that's the question. And he goes to all fields, right? Like, you know, you were watching, Greg, you were watching the games last year where, where the Nationals came into Yankee Stadium. He hits a home run down the left field line, then he hits a bomb to right center field. He goes to all fields. Yeah. Like he can, you know, he so can, that, he, like he's a professional hitter, yeah. and he's only going to be 20 years old heading into the season. And he held his own against lefties, too, which I love. He's a left handed bat. 
He had 279 with seven of his 22 home runs against left-handed pitching. That's amazing. He held his own. Like, he did every single thing and more that you could ask of a 19-year-old. Yeah, 292 as a 19-year-old is incredible. Yeah. Bro, in his it, prime, he's going to walk 130 times a year. Like, in his prime. He's going to do that. I mean, he's walking 80 times at 19 years old. I mean, like, he's in the majors. <laughs> How's he doing? His upside is he can hit, he can hit like, 320 this year, Greg. Yeah, like, he has that, major Like, that's upside. what his upside is. I have him ahead of Benintendi. I have nine. <laughs> I need that. I nine. Knew, I'm serious. I knew that was changing. Because <laughs> you look at Juan Soto, and I was just... Especially for points. Because, as you, I mean, because essentially, yeah. as you were sitting here talking, as you're sitting here talking, right? Like, I'm just sitting, staring at, like, stats, betting ball data. Like, the reason that I knew you would have him ahead of Benintendi... Is because you want to talk about a guy that, that can break out, that can hit the 30 home runs, that can return superstar. you early value, become yeah. that superstar. Juan Soto is more of that guy than Benintendi. Oh, yeah. He just, he just is. Mm-hmm. So that is why you would have him ahead of Benintendi, and I get it. I get that. He's not going to steal bases. That, no. Like, that's the only thing he's doing. No. We talk a lot about stolen bases, but he could be that next coming of a four-category contributor. When we talk about guys like you know J.D. Martinez and Nolan Arredondo, not to the same level. He's not going to be to the same level. But he could be a player who, look, he had 292 last year in his first season. You're telling me that that batting average, based on what he did in the minor leagues, can't jump over 300 this year? And he hit 22 home runs in 116 games. If he plays 150 games, he's not going to approach 30 home runs. And then in the middle of that lineup with Trey Turner and Anthony Rendon and Victor Robles, that he can't, you know, drive in close to 100 and score close to 100 runs. He could be a legit four-category contributor. He stole five bases in 116 games. You know, maybe he'll chip in seven, eight stolen bases. Maybe 10 on a good year. He's not going to be a complete zero. No. But who cares? legitimate four-category contributor here. He does everything else. Who cares about the stolen bases? You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, this guy hit 362 in the minors. His career. Greg, you asked me during the break, what do you worry about with a a sophomore slump? He's a different breed, man. He's a different breed yeah, I'm of not hitter. Really that's you know that's all I can say. His and plate, his plate discipline, the fact that he go to all fields, uh, doesn't strike out much. He's gonna walk. Um, you know when he hits fly balls, he squares them up. Those are gonna turn into yeah. home runs. What's I mean? Yeah, you're either, find, find me a knock on the guy uh, outside of the ground ball rate or, or or the stolen bases, right? But yeah, it, I mean, find me a knock. Dude, he, Honestly, so for me, looking at it, listening, I'm gonna take him ahead of everybody but Blackman. Probably. I would take him, I'm him ahead, ahead of Marte. Marte. I'm going to take him ahead of Benintendi. But I'll take Benintendi ahead of starting Marte. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Listen, you're either going to buy Juan Soto because his price is very high. You're either buying him or you're not. And if you're buying him, you're paying for him. You're going to pay for him because he's going high. 100%. He's going very high. 100%. And he should be. There's one outfielder. We talked about uh, the second base show. But there's one outfielder that's... In between, according to the NFC, Ben Attendi and Juan Soto, who's outfield eligible, that's Whit Merrifield. You would probably, I think, play him at second base more often than yeah. not. Um, he goes off the board. Not necessarily. Uh, five outfielders, you're right. Five yeah. outfielders. Uh, he's off the board. I, I, I would take him after all of these guys that we mentioned, personally. I know he, he's a 40-steel guy. Mm-hmm. I would take him after I have, everyone. Maybe I have him behind K. Riz Davis and Reese Hoskins. I don't this. I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just where I have. Yeah, yeah. Phil Rank. He, I have, he's not I in have this, him. He's not in this, He's not in the this tier with me. These guys to me. No, he's, I mean, look. Out. In some NFBC drafts, he's gone in late second, early third round because people freak out about stolen bases. So he could give you forty plus stolen bases. That's what people see. And without completely killing you in home runs, like you know, he'll probably give you fifteen home runs. 
That's what people see, and then they, you know, they want to take guys, them at the two, three turn. Are you guys talking about like on a roto level right now or a points league level? But Mary, and are you thinking in a to roto? To me, terms? Whit Merrifield is better in roto. I agree. He's very good in points. He's great. He's he's good. Good. I'm, I'm I mean, talking a lot. He makes a lot he's of contact. Good, he doesn't walk all that much. He, you know, he's like a what seven percent walk rate, something he like had, that. He had sixty-one walks. I mean, that's not bad. That ain't bad. Uh, he had forty-five stolen bases. Right, the Royals lineup is going to. The suck, average though. was very good. Right, three hundred four. I mean, forty-three he's doubles. Fine. He's fine. Doubles. He's fine. He's, he's a fine solid guy. He's good. But, he's you know, good. look, the stolen bases, at least, you know, not in my points league, they don't mean much. You know, my home leagues, I get two points. I get two base. points of stolen base, too. But they don't really mean much. Yeah, yeah. He's more valuable in Roto, I think. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chris Bryant, we talked about yep. on yesterday's show. Mm-hmm. He's in this mix, too. We, all, we, we talked a lot about Chris Bryant, all of us. And then you and I both like Chris Bryant a little bit more than Frank does. Mm-hmm. And then we get. To Reese Hoskins, who we mentioned, Cody Bellinger, we had we really compared them a lot in our first base show, in our first base show. Uh, you probably play them in the outfielder, especially in, in five outfield leagues. Um, you want some power a little bit later. You you, you took some Chris steel. Davis. So, I mean, it's Chris Davis in just a second. I they miss Chris. Where the hell is Chris Davis? He should be around this tier. He is utility only on some sites. Utility oh, okay. only on some sites. That's why. He DHM, might actually yeah. be on on a lot of sites. I'm so DHM. I mean it is something I'm assuming Yahoo will be He'll be outfield eligible on Yahoo. I'm going to check to confirm that right now by the way. I'll check ESPN. But he is in the NFBC he's only utility. He's only utility only. What is, what do you do with a guy? He like only that? played uh he only played 11 games in the outfield last year. So if you play in a league where the yeah. previous year you only need 10 games played to be outfield eligible Chris Davis will have that eligibility. He does. Need, ha- he does have it in Yahoo. If you need twenty, doesn't have it in ESPN. DH. If you need twenty games, like he doesn't have it in CBS either. I like that we all kind of play on different sites, so we kind of that is good. Great. That really is good. Yahoo, I play mostly CBS. It's great. Play ESPN. Uh, Ventral plays mostly ESPN. Um, yeah, he only played eleven games in the outfit last year. So if you need twenty, he's not going to have outfield eligibility. Chris Davis led the league in home runs last year, but two forty-seven for the fourth consecutive year. <laughs> um, <laughs> 48 uh, homers, yeah, strikes yeah. out, uh, you know, a Tom. hell of a lot. 175 strikeouts last year. Uh, OBP was about 326. So I think with Chris Davis, uh, who probably belongs in the mix, I would say, guys, with the Reese Hoskins and Cody Bellingers. Like, mm-hmm. that's like that, that crew's a crew to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a DH. Or if he is, a if DH. he's out, if he's outfield eligible, I'm saying. He's actually a steal if he's a DH because people sometimes don't realize that he's around just because he's a utility guy. Potentially so. But how if do you he, how do you feel about utility that? only? Would you take would you take him over Reese Hoskins? If he wasn't utility? If he was if he, you know being if he's only utility only, are you taking him over Reese Hoskins? Probably not. Who's gonna have first base and outfield eligibility? Yeah, I probably wouldn't. I don't think I would either. I don't think I can either. Yeah. Wait, all right, so what do you do with a guy like that? You can't you can't move him. He's just taking up your entire utility. Look, spot, when it comes to Roto, you are you're drafting stats. You're drafting numbers. You know, when when it comes to the, the end of the third or early, early fourth round, you're looking for a guy who's going to give you 40-plus home runs, 100 RBIs. It doesn't matter where it comes from. It doesn't matter where, it's com- where it comes from. Best player available. You're, get, you, you need to get your stats. Yeah. That, that's what it comes down to. And that's why he goes in the fourth round still, even as a util-only util player, because he's going to give you 40-plus home runs. He's gonna, and there's, there's value in that. You know, yes, the 247 batting average, uh, that's, that's actually close to league average. League average batting average now is right around 250. That's kind of sad. It is very, it's very <laughs> it's kind of sad. But, you know, look, Chris Davis, especially the tear that he went on in the second half. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe he has the upside to hit 50 home runs. He could. 
But you know you're safe. Sure, sure. You know there's safety in him because he's been doing it for three years. 48 home runs. You know you're getting. You know you're getting. And that's important. You know you're going to get 45 home runs. How many players can you say that about right now? Only him. Count them on your hand. Aaron Judge. Oh, Aaron Judge. Stanton. Okay. Chris Davis with a K. Mm -hmm. That's it. Bryce Hopper. No, you can't say that about Bryce Hopper. Yeah. Katie Martinez, maybe? Bellinger do it? Ken. He can, but you could throw Joey Gallo Seriously. in there, but I don't Joey think. Gallo. Joey Gallo's a good one. Five guys. Joey Gallo's fair. He could. He hit 42 years in a row. But Joey Gallo's fair. This guy's better because he hit more than 43 years in a row. <laughs> he hit 48 home <laughs> runs last year. You need, look, everyone says, oh, it's easy to find home runs because uh, you can find them throughout the draft. You, you need more home runs to compete now in the Roto categories than ever before. Yeah. So it's not just like, oh, you know, I'll find home runs later on in the draft. Like, As you no, you need home runs to compete in that category. 48 home runs, 123 RBIs. And, you know, we're sitting here every day. We're talking to Matt Olson and Matt Chapman. We like the A's lineup. There's power here, man. There's crazy power. You know, like, he's going to drive in runs again. Yeah. He had a ridiculous second half. But how about last year? He upped his fly ball rate up to 48.8%. Hard hit rate, 45%. Guy's ridiculous. Yeah. Strikeouts actually went down. Last year. Yeah, he did. Strikeouts went down. Surprised the batting average wasn't better than 247. It would never it will never be <laughs> better than 247. Because <laughs> look at his bad. His bad was actually low, but he hit more home runs, so that's why. Yeah. When we come back, the next tier of guys to wrap up the show. Tommy Pham. Oh, George Springer. Lorenzo Kane. Yasiel Pui and more. Final tier of outfielders for today. Come up next. College basketball has reached the climax of the 2019 season, and the Fantasy Sports Network has you covered for all the news and betting information for the conference tournaments leading up to the big dance. Get the latest wagering and prop bet advice every day from FNTSY's top experts and analysts as they prepare you with the best advice in bracketology. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio app in iTunes and Google Play and watch select programming in the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your home for winning big in the month of madness. It's calling the shots of the NBA because I know that you tend to bring up 80s and 90s, and I think that every generation has a handful of, of faces to, to that league. Now, um, I think that it was because of social media, things changed. But in the 80s, you know, you had your your super uber stars that became all-time great. Weekdays, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally... I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. The New York Police Department has received so many complaints about their sirens. They're looking to change the, the sound of their sirens because New Yorkers are tired of the incessant uh, sirens. Is this like the millennial generation that we live in right now? They're like, the siren is too loud. I know you're trying to save someone's life. But you know, I know you're trying to protect the streets. This is what people are bitching about now. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
discussing Frank's big draft decision. It's not easy. Middle round. It's not easy. It's crazy. He's got to figure out where he wants to be weak. <laughs> it's a 15 team that. league. You're you not going to be, be great everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Wrestling with some stuff right here. This is the stuff that keeps me up at night too, Greg. Mm. Oh, just do it during the day when you're working. It's much easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, so uh, first of all, picking at pick eight sucks. I know you can kind of like it. I do like it. But you have to wait so long on both ends. And yeah. you can miss runs either way. Because your pick eight, you have 15 picks before it comes back to you one way. You have 15 picks before it comes back to you another way. Uh, so you can miss out on runs either way. And it's like you got to wait so long for it to come back to you. Now, I mean, look, I know it's harder for you know, people who wait at the, you know, they're at the end. they got to wait even longer for it to come back to them. But you know, they can make two picks in a close proximity. Yeah. Pick eight, I mean, you want to rip your hair out. You got to try and figure out, like, you know, which, which positional run is going to start this way, which positional run is going to start this way. Trying to figure this out. Like, I'm trying to plan my draft the next three rounds in advance. <laughs> That's hard to Good do. Good luck. Yeah. Sucks, man. Yeah. I mean, no one's forcing me to play. Yeah, you so. should. <laughs> I'm you complaining should try to about enjoy it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm complaining <laughs> about it. It's not supposed to be stressful, right? It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. I'm stressed out over here. I know. Well, that is a big, uh, a big league, though. You know, you want to do well in that week, in that league. I'm trying here, Greg. Try your best, man. Trying. Try, Try your best. You want, you want to have some fun, Frank? Let's have some fun. Up next, Frank's guy this offseason. I mean, t- to me, if there's one guy that I associate with you going into this year, it's Tommy Pham. Pham. Love the Pham. This is, this is your guy, Tommy Pham. He is in a tier, according to the NFPC. Going off the board at about pick 60, along with George Springer, Lorenzo Cain, I'll throw Yasiel Puig in here, David Dahl, Marcelo Zuna. It's a big tier, but that's kind of the tier. We're not going to get all of them today. We won't have time. I realize that. Yeah. But Frank, this is your opportunity. Why are you so in love with Tommy Pham this year? I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love about Tommy Pham? We've been talking a lot about stolen bases and stuff, and this is a guy who, all right, last year he only stole 15 bases, but the year before that he, he stole 25. And I think he's Short gonna, seasons, too. I think, I think he's going to have the green light, right? When, when he went over to uh, the Tampa Bay Rays last year in 39 games, which is about a, a quarter of, of an MLB season, he stole five bases. So I think he can come close to stealing 20 bases. Uh, you know, he's hit 21 and 23 home runs over the past two years. Uh, he's another guy where he hits a lot of ground balls, 49% ground ball rate for his career, but hits a lot of line drives, hits the ball extremely hard. I'm talking extremely hard. 48.5% hard hit rate for the season last year. In the sample with the Tampa Bay Rays, that went up to 51%. So he hits the ball extremely hard. He's able to maintain a, whole, a high home run to fly ball ratio, even though he only hits around 30% fly balls. He maintains that because he hits the ball so hard. When he makes contact on his fly balls, uh, you know, one out of every five of those are flying over the wall. I think he could be a 2020 guy, maybe even more than that. Based on he's, He scored 100 runs last year, too. And that was only 137 games. And only 137 games. I know you kind of got to bake that into him because, look, he has he's never played more than 137 games. In he's only season. played two full seasons, to so, be fair. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's kind of an interesting dude, right? Like, yeah. last year with the Sports Illustrated stuff, the article before the year, where he basically said, he like, speaks his mind. I'm better than the Cardinals yeah. players. Why the 
why the f are these guys playing over me? Then he got traded. You know exactly. <laughs> he was like cursing during the interview and stuff. He, you know, he was very honest. Yeah. He, he, you know, he wasn't shy about that. I remember Nando said he loved that about him. He yeah. loved Tommy. Fan. Nando, Nando. Le- Nando leaves. Nando. He's back to Nando. 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 <laughs> I said Nando. I'm sorry. It, was, it is Nando. Sorry, Nando, if you're watching. Uh, but uh, look, that was something. I, I, I just got a text from Nando. He hates you. So. <laughs> yeah, he hates you. But look. He went, he, I, tw- near 2020 guy with 100 runs scored, 275 batting average last year. I think he's, I think he's better than a 275 batting average. Um, looking at his, uh, his expected batting average from last year, it was 287. He had 275. His expected batting average was he had 306 the year before. So, you know, I think, I think he'd be a 285, 290 guy, 2020, 100 runs scored. He's got to stay healthy. I mean, if the guy plays 150 games, he could be 25, 25. With a hundred runs scored, with a good batting average, yeah, he could be. He could be Benintendi, Benintendi. and you get yeah. him two, three rounds later. He walks that, a lot. You know, that's are what I like. To, are you in a Tommy fan? That's what I like about Tommy fan, man. I like the guy. I don't see anything really bad about him besides that I don't like the fact that he don't really hit a ton of doubles. Just hits homers, really. But who would you rather have, Tommy Fan? Plate discipline's great too. Tommy yeah, Fan discipline's good. Or George Springer? I'd rather have George Springer. Okay, how come? Of the lineup. Uh, just a little bit more of a pedigree under Springer's belt. And I think Springer is a guy that could hit 35, 40 homers. Springer, two years younger, essentially, mm-hmm. than Tommy Pham. Yeah, he's 31 years old. Yeah, Tommy mm-hmm. Pham's the late bloomer. Like I said, he's, he kind of had a weird career. Definitely. To put it lightly. Well, a lot of guys come in late. It's okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but George Springer, he hasn't really lived up to our expectations. He hasn't. You know? he that hasn't. we've wanted him to be. He doesn't steal bases. Nope. <laughs> like, look at his stolen bases and his caught stealing the past three years. Six and four last season. He went five for 12. So five stolen bases, seven caught stealing in 2017. Nine stolen bases, 10 caught stealing in 2016. So yeah, he's not a base. He's not going to give you stolen bases. He's kind of an accumulator. Like, he played 162 games in 2016. He needed all 162 to hit you 29 home runs and 116 runs scored. He's a, he's an accumulator. I I just I don't There's think nothing wrong with that. No, it's fine for but he, our purposes. But he needs he needs to stay healthy. Like the past two years, he's missed at least twenty games a year. Like yeah. he plays one hundred forty, one hundred forty, well, one hundred forty games back to back years. 30, thirty four homers in twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty. That was down to twenty two last year. Absolutely, his hard hit rate's not great. It went down last year, thirty three percent. Seems like he's always kind of battling some kind of nagging injury or mechanical problems. Like, it could be mechanical. What, what's your issue? projection for George Springer? 265, maybe 270, 27, 28 homers. Mm-hmm. Going to score a lot of runs. He's going to give you 100, 100 runs. 110 runs, maybe. 80 RBI. 80 RBI, mm-hmm. no stolen bases. Not, five. Not, not known. We'll give him five. Five. Give him five. Five. Okay, five. Tommy Pham. 70 walks. Tommy Pham to me, 280, so better batting average. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll give you 20 to 25 home runs. So less, pop. less, less for mm-hmm. sure. Mm hmm. I think he's going to be 100 runs, so... I trust, more, I, I, I trust Springer more for I runs. I trust Springer more for runs, but I don't think it's that big of a difference. I agree. I trust Springer more for RBI. Yeah. Not that big of a difference. And then maybe, you know, 15 to 20 more stolen bases from Tommy Pham and a better batting average. So better batting average and better stolen bases, two very hard categories to come by in Roto over George Springer. And then George Springer gives you more slightly homers. more pop. Slightly more runs, and he gives you more RBI. And more doubles. To me, I, you know, I want the batting average and stolen bases. So I have Tommy Pham right higher. If that's what, yeah, no, I mean, listen, it's close. In points leagues, I, I like Springer a lot, though, just because of volume, like, great lineup. 
He's gonna and play he goes every on tears. single day. He goes on tears. He's, you know, like he he walks ten percent of the time. They both walk a lot. They both walk, they're, but they're you know, similar. George they're Springer similar. strikes out a little bit less. You know, George Springer kind of like Chris Bryant. Not significantly less, but kind of. You know, George Springer kind of like Chris Bryant in his MLB career. He's uh, he's he's up the batting average. He's lowered, he's lowered the strikeouts a little bit more. But in terms of that, like Chris Bryant, the past couple of years, he's been made a more conscious effort to make contact. Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, just swinging for the fences and striking out more. I, I missed think, that. So, I, so I, think, I think George Springer tried to do that in the second half last year also, right? So his batting average went up 50 points in the first half of the second half. 249 in the first half, 301 in the second half, right? But I think he made a more conscious effort to make contact, as you said, Frank. 15 home runs in the first half, just seven in the second half. It was clear that he just simply changed his approach. If you want to look at the batted ball data um, in the second half, he... His hard hit rate actually was slightly less than it was in the first half. Okay. Ground ball rate, 50% in the second half. He was trying to make contact. It wasn't all great. George Springer, 33% hard hit rate last year. Tommy Pham, 48%. What, 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 Huge difference. I want to know George Springer's hard hit rates the two years prior, though. I have that. Uh, 36% uh, two years ago, 33% three years ago. Okay. Oh, yeah, that in Nashville. So this, I, really should that. I feel like this is like an outlier year for Springer, though. I feel like he's closer to a 30-plus to 35 home run guy than he is a 22 home run He did in 2017. He's been a full-time player for about four seasons now. He's always kind of missed time. He's only played 160 games once. I mean, look, not a lot of guys. Only played 150 games once. Not a lot of guys do that. I realize that. But he's only hit hit 34 home runs only once. He's only had 30-plus once, fans. And that was the year he had, well, actually, he didn't even have a full season. But the full season, he had 29. So 29 to 30, basically. You know, he's got that power. I don't, no, he I has don't disagree. Yeah. yeah, no, I definitely give him the I don't power. Disagree with you. I definitely give him the power uh, advantage, advantage huh? over Tommy Pham. There's no doubt about that. I just wonder what happened to the stolen bases. He had 16 and 20. Well, it's it's very simple. He's bad at it. That's what happened. He's he, bad at it. He was no, 16 and you know what? 20. Though. This is an organizational philosophy thing. Carlos Correa doesn't steal bases anymore either. I know. Jose Altuve, like he steals those, bases. Those are probably going to come down this year too. Well, as fan graphs of injury. So as fan graphs notes, they don't steal a lot of bases. As fan graphs note, which I, I I told you his ground ball percentage in the second half is about fifty percent. His it was, last year was his fourth straight season where his ground ball rate increased, which is really very bad. That is that is scary. You don't want to see that. Look in Roto, I don't really want Springer in a points league. I'll take him. Yeah, Jesus, look, listen to this line. It's just tough to find any positive traits for him. Who said that? <laughs> Fangraphs. Venture's Any about to positive? Venture's about to go knock on someone's door. He's Who gonna, said that? He's a great source Who of... Who said that? He's I'm a, getting my bat. He's a great source of runs. <laughs> I gotta this call Joey Bag of Donuts. Well, that's a this great is, team. This is Jeff Zimmerman saying this. Right? Got, great we, team. We should get Jeff Zimmerman on the show. Yeah. We? After this. That's, we gotta he doesn't Zimmerman. see anything that's good about him. Okay. So that's why he's... A fa- why is he a fantasy-relevant player then? Springer yeah. once, had, once had a rounded <laughs> skill set. But now he's seen his skills stabilize and begin to decline. He's productive with little upside as he ages into his 30s. I disagree. You want me to read, Tom- <laughs> you want me to read Jeff Zimmerman on Tommy Pham? Yes. Yeah. All right. Where are you finding these little tidbits? Fan graphs. Where, where do you, but where, though? Tell oh, oh, the profile? Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. Read his profile. <laughs> what owners need to come to grips with is how much of the drop was regression and how much was aging when it comes to Tommy Pham. Because he saw a bunch of averages drop from 2017 to 2018. His owners should expect a new 2020 season with a 280 average. He retains quite a bit of value on base leagues because he has a 12% walk rate. The big issue surrounding Pham is if and when, and if is when his eye disease, uh, 
Heratokinus, will become an issue again. A major league hitter with vision issues, blah, blah, blah. About his eyes. Fantasy owners are scared off by his medical history. That's pretty good. Uh, He's a five-category contributor. Fan provides value in all facets of the game. While 2018 was a drop for 2017, his production should continue, especially if he stays healthy. Much more positive. Can we just have you try and pronounce that word over and over again? Heritokinus. <laughs> I mean, it's not an easy one. I'm not blaming you. you Why is he saying kind of something fun. about it's his eye? Kind of he had, a, he had eye surgery. Heritokinus. Yeah, is that definitely Wait. how you say that? No. When did he have the eye surgery? <laughs> Can we get the phonetic spelling? Of Hang on. I'll look it up. No, I do remember this was a thing last year with uh, Tommy Pham. I think he had eye surgery. Yeah, but when, I'm thinking. Did he play after the eye surgery? Because if he did, I mean, the guy walked 80, uh, a ton of times, too. 70-something times. Listen to this. Hang on. Oh, let's see. Oh, Jesus. That's, that's awesome. All right, well, <laughs> you're getting inception here, up. Greg. I screwed it up. Hang on. Give me one sec. Here we go. Heratoconus. All right, you weren't that far off. Heratoconus. Pretty good job, Heratoconus. And here's your spelling bee word of the day. Heratoconus. It's pretty Thanks easy to say a, once you get used to it. Thanks, you owe me a beer, Greg. <laughs> Tommy Pham discusses vision, vision-saving surgery. You look at that. Chris, is Lorenzo Cain in this crew? With Springer and who else is in Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham. Right now. Uh... I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I don't know. I, li- I like him in the lineup, man. I, I like him where he is. Lorenzo Cain's the, the, o- the oldest out of all these guys. He'll be 33 come April. Mm-hmm. I don't have him in the same tier. You don't I have him at the, the start tier. of the next year. So 30, tier 30 stolen bases last year. Greg, tier three for me is Stalin Marte, Juan Soto, Andrew Benintendi. Soto. Soto. Chris Davis with a K. Reese Hoskins, Whit Merrifield, Cody, Cody Bellinger, Bellinger, Tommy yeah. Pham, George Springer, Chris Bryant. That's the end of the tier. Tier four starts. Outfielder number twenty is Lorenzo Cain. You have him as tier four. Okay. The start. I think family. He's a three category contributor. Steals. Three very tough categories to come by. Steals, runs, and average. Twenty five to thirty stolen bases. You can make the case. Three hundred hitter. You can make the case that those are the three toughest categories. They are. Not just three tough. The three toughest categories. Walks are not a category, right? So. Average, average. It was playing on the league. Average or on base percentage. When it comes to on base percentage, three ninety five last yeah, year. Yeah, he walked seventy one times last year. Good thing we took him over you, Cespedes. Good yeah. call. If you're <laughs> if you're watching or listening, Michael Florio. As a callback to last Suck year, well, Cespedes was hurt. I mean, Lorenzo Kane went yeah. in the middle of the fourth round in my draft. Who was he was paired with Nolan Arenado, which is just fantastic. Who else? And, and pitchers? Yeah. That's a great, it was Arenado, Nola, Syndergaard, Lorenzo Kane. Excellent. Big fan of that. Better than my team? Don't say yes. <laughs> Give me your first four again. <laughs> Jose Ramirez, Bryce Harper, Walker Bueller, James Paxton. I like your team better. Thanks. Those, I think the, but I think both teams are good. Yes. Yeah. I would say he's probably done a better job after that. I don't really like Joey Votto, but he took Joey Votto, you know? Sure. This guy Average. But yeah, like Lorenzo Cain is a perfect player to pair with, again, Arenado and JD Martinez. Absolutely. Because they're four category contributors, but you, you're continuing to get, I mean, with Arenado and, and uh, JD Martinez, you're continuing to get batting average category. You're continuing to get runs category. But you're also getting stolen bases. And you can afford to take a little bit of a hit at the, the home runs and the RBIs because those guys are going to give you so much. Yeah. And plus, you can find home, like RBIs and run, uh, home runs later on in the draft. Mike Moustakis, you could get 10, 12th rounds. So that's you why. You home runs and RBIs. It's crazy so that's why you'll find a lot of guys like that. So this is why I like Lorenzo Cain. Lorenzo Cain. He's a good fit, though. Like, 
with with these players. Yeah, he's a good player. I mean, the average is always gonna be around three hundred. He doesn't. He walks a lot. He doesn't strike out. One he should year, go though. in the fourth round of a fifteen team draft. He should. He. I don't not... want him as my outfielder one though. I want no, him as my no, no, outfielder no. Two. I think he's a great outfielder too. Here's the thing though: the walks, yes. great outfielder too. The walks historically, he's not this big. Of but a I think walk. he's just gotten better, man. Maybe uh, as, yeah, his experience. Maybe his play discipline went up. Yeah, he's gotten better. But I think we gotta expect maybe the stolen bases to go down a little bit. As he gets older, he's an older player. I don't think the small base is going to hang around much longer. 28 and 2014. 28 and 2015. Up, I have some fans. The right? walk rate's going up. 11.5% last great. year. Walk rate. Yeah. At age, you know, in his age. 31 season. 31. 32 season. Yeah, because he's going to be 33 in April. All right, then, you know, some people might get scared off and kind of like. Ageism. See the end coming here. Yeah. But, dude. Not the end. 300 or higher batting average the four of, of the past five <laughs> seasons. He's always going to miss a couple of games. Like he'll probably have one DL stint per year. Ninety runs scored in 140 games in the in the Brewers lineup. I mean, that's turning. He, into he does hurt you in home runs and RBIs. Like 10 and 38. That's very bad. Very bad. He's not a power hitter. Yeah. <laughs> very bad. You don't even hit doubles. So yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. Forget that. Yeah. Forget about Lorenzo Cain and George Springer, Frank. <laughs> Should I, do I have to change my rankings? Nah, I'll, I'll still take. I'll still take Springer. Lorenzo Cain's a little bit up there in age. He's also going to miss some time. I'll take Springer. Yeah. We got a whole lot more outfielders to go. And we're yeah. going to do it on tomorrow's show. For Chris Ventra, Frank Stanford, Chris Pavona, I am Greg Sussman. Thanks so much for joining us. The Fantasy Best Friends Forever. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We oh. hope.